It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. DeAndre Hopkins has landed in the Music City. He's taking his visit with the Tennessee Titans, and now all we can do is hope and pray that the news arrives that he is going to be a member of this football team in 2023. We're going to go over all things Titans, as always, here on Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. He just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. sick. Sick, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. As always, my two fellow co-hosts are with me here, Jarrett and Vin. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Coming back from a bachelor party in Florida where I... Uh... I think I slept 10 hours in three or four days, maybe, but we're back. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins' <clears throat> potential of getting him has raised my spirits a little bit. So, yeah. Jared, how you doing? I'm, glad, I'm pretty good, man. I'm glad, Vinny, you came back alive uh, from that bachelor, bachelor party, that bachelor <laughs> party. But uh, I'm ready to talk Titans. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I we always been doing this at the end. Now that I'm thinking about it, I want to do, start off the show with this because, um, you know, we're thankful for all the fans that tune in and watch the whole show, but not everyone does. Everyone's got busy lives. But uh, if you want mind, guys, anyone who's watching the show, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you hit that bell so you don't miss any of our shows. Make sure you thumbs up this. We greatly appreciate that. We're looking to grow our fan base. And uh, any help we can get from any of you guys would be absolutely awesome. So make sure you follow us on, on whatever uh, platform you, you get your podcast from, whether that be YouTube or Apple or Spotify, whatnot. So uh, definitely, if you could do that, that'd be grateful for us. So moving forward with the show today, as I mentioned, the opener, uh, which we weren't really aware of uh, on the last show that this was going to be taking place. DeAndre Hopkins had a scheduled visit with the Tennessee Titans that began yesterday and I believe ended today. Um, and uh, listen, this is a this is a real thing now. This is this is no longer uh, a miracle situation. It's certainly a possibility. There's no way under the sun this guy would take a visit if he had no uh, at least you know thought in his head that a destination could be Tennessee. So. Uh, initial reactions when you found out you, the news that he was taking the visit, and has this elevated your confidence in the possibility of him uh, arriving here? Vin, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got to be interested. Otherwise, he wouldn't have wasted his time. When the news came out that he was taking the visit, I posted that picture that all three of us joke about. Where I'm, I think Sal said something about going 
all deep, I think, was what happened. I don't know. Uh, Something like that. Be correct, and that was my reaction. So that's going to be a good meme going forward. But I was surprised because I was kind of under the impression that it's not really a desirable um, team for him to go to. You would think at the end of his career, might only have a few years left, he would want to go to a team where he could contend, where he would be the final piece to the puzzle to win a Super Bowl, i.e. Kansas City, i.e. Buffalo, i.e. Um, Baltimore. I did not think Tennessee would be on his wish list, um, but I guess I might have underestimated his ability, I mean, his relationship with Mike Vrabel, um, who was with him in Houston, and his relationship with Tim Kelly, who was also with him in Houston, and the fact that he might get revenge on a former team two times a year. So, uh, again, though, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I'm still a little doubtful because I don't think that, uh, you know, we're going to be his last visit. I believe he's going to New England tomorrow. But it's a possibility for sure. And if we get him, things are going to look a whole lot different. So I, uh, I'm i happy that he took the visit. I am, um, you know, I'm excited about it, but I'll believe it when I see it, when he mm. signs. Jared? So, uh, initial reaction, I was definitely ecstatic, you know, that there were, he was coming first to Nashville because hopefully we, we got that impression on him, you know, taking him on the on the private, you know, van with the, with the bus and then taking him to the CMAs. Hopefully they took him to dinner, you know, uh, there's, the, there's the graphic, you know, it looks good. D-Hop looks good in, in the two-tone blue. But, you know, he has a, lot, a good, really good relationship with Vrabel and said it when, he was, when Vrabel left Houston. I don't, know, I don't know if we have the quote, but we'll get it. Um, he, he said that, you know, Vrabel's a great coach, great guy. You know, he's a player's coach. He had he had some uh, great um, years with Tim Kelly as an offensive coordinator, so there's a relationship there already. And one of his best friends probably is Derrick Henry. You know, they always said he wants to play with each other. So there's another thing, then, you know, that you said that, you know, he has a great relationship with those two guys. Derrick Henry is a big piece to that. And, and, and you guys get my ears like the fire coming out of my my head when you guys say we're not a competitive team. Why why we keep talking about Kansas City and Buffalo? He is one key piece that we've been talking about this whole year. The wide receiver room lacked talent. If you get a guy like this paired up with uh, Traylon Burks and, and a healthy Kyle Phillips, and and you got Chig and, and Henry, that's going to be a really good offense, especially with um with Tim Kelly calling the plays. I I know I keep saying that, but you know what? We we were embarrassed two years in a row with, with um Todd Downing. Now it's a new play caller. You know, Vrabel's familiar with him. DeAndre Hopkins is is going to be um, um, hopeful well, not hopefully. Hopefully, you know he'll be the wide receiver, but he'll be familiar with him in the offense. So I'm 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 definitely more high on that that we sign him, especially that it's the first visit. So it's a, a really good first impression. I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I've been constant when I've said as far as contending is concerned. If the guy who tips the scale comes here, then I would say we'd be contenders for the division. DeAndre Hopkins would be that guy, absolutely 110%. Uh, I just can't get on board about being title contenders with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. Can't do it. And that's just going to be a constant uh, forever. I mean, uh, I said it uh, maybe a month or two ago. If this guy took us to the Super Bowl, then I would be a believer in him. It would ha- it would, it would, he, we would need to be in that game um, unless he just did some otherworldly things in, in the different rounds leading up to it, which I would – would like to believe is not realistic, but uh, nevertheless, you know, this guy comes our way. Boom. We're writing thick of things in the AFC South. And then, you know, it's any given Sunday. Once again, to the dance, I'm not going to go into it, you know, look at myself in the mirror in January saying this team's going deep, 
But of course, I'm going to be ecstatic that we're in, fired up for the playoffs, so on and so forth. Um, before we move forward, we got a clip from the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show uh, talking about DeAndre Hopkins. They seem pretty on board with him coming along and think it's a great fit. Let's listen in. Hopkins is going to be a Tennessee Titan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Tennessee Titan. Let me yeah. tell you why. Whenever he landed in Nashville, and I assume he flew private, WNBA needs to do that. Yep. The uh, I assume he flew private <laughs> to uh, Nashville. <laughs> he gets on a Sprinter van. Okay. He gets on a Sprinter van, <laughs> and in there, there's we- a nice TV. It says, "Welcome to Nashville. Oh, yeah. Look how cool you'd look right here." Oh. Okay, top of the line. Pretty sweet. Top of the line. Got the window open. He was enjoying his conversation with the driver. Probably give him a tour around Nashville. Hey, right here, this is where Taylor Swift lives. What? Hey, right here is where Faith Hill lives. What? Hey, living with Faith Hill is actually Tim McGraw. Guess what? Tonight, you got all access to a Tim McGraw concert. What? Oh, Dad, no. you know, until you wear that cool hat you fucking wear, DeAndre Hopkins. Wear it to this thing. You're going to have an absolute blast. And it's not just about the music. Wait until you feel the scene here oh, in Nashville. Imagine what this place would be like oh. if the fucking Titans were going on to win. We need you to get there i mean the pitch that nashville and the tennessee titans are making to deandre hopkins feels like one where vrabel's like okay last gm you saw it mm-hmm. got rid of our guy mm-hmm. okay yeah. brown you saw it happen messed up did you watch the video of me watch it back i can voice over what i was thinking mm-hmm. when the decision was made without my input being heard or anything you hear me go this motherfucker actually mm-hmm. and then i get up and leave so i we need a guy Okay, Derrick Henry can only do so much. Vrabel, what? Football genius, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if Vrabel's interested in DeAndre Hopkins, I think that says a lot, first of all. Sure. But also, I think this is from top down. The mistake that the last GM made, we need to fix. And if we fix it, we're heroes automatically. And D-Hop can be that for the Tennessee Titans, AJ. Is everybody, everywhere that D-Hop goes, are they all doing like this college recruiting situation? Like, that's awesome. The sprinter van, his picture's already up in uniform. He's at a concert. That sounds like an official visit for a college kid. Yeah, it's great. It's brilliant. I love awesome. that this is happening for players. Not all players are going to get this. I can't be who you can yeah. afford to be. But yeah. if you guys are getting yeah. this, congratulations, more power to him. We haven't heard much about any other visits except for. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, uh, signing DeAndre Hopkins doesn't write the wrong of trading A.J. Brown. Okay, guys, five years younger, a lot more upside, a lot more length of career left. Um, but it does bring up and elevate the, the morale of the fan base as far as trying to sell these folks uh, a possible championship caliber team, which obviously you want to do if you want to sell tickets. So um, really quickly on my end, as far as this whole situation and how this elevates our chances of getting him, uh, I think it does greatly. I mean, listen, in my, in the back of my mind, I'm believer. I'm a believer that 
Um, Buffalo, Kansas City, these two teams being linked in, they may not believe they need to spend the amount of money they need to get this guy. I mean, Kansas City just won a Super Bowl without him. All right. Uh, if I recall correctly, Buffalo still has arguably a top three receiver in this league in Stephon Diggs. Um, so, you know, I don't think necessarily – does he help them possibly get a little bit farther? Maybe. But I think it really comes down to their defense as far as if they're going to take the next step because, you know, they kind of slipped through the cracks in the postseason over the last couple of years. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think realistically speaking – it's going to come down to New England and Tennessee. I really, I mean, these are the two teams that are openly on record having him visit and he's visiting them. Uh, these could be the only two teams in the raffle here. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot more, uh, I would say, what's the word? Um, enticing to become a Titan rather than a Patriot. I mean, the Patriots are going to be easily the worst team in that division. There's going to be absolutely no debate about that. There is some debate still about who's going to win the FC South. And I think that ultimately could be the deciding factor of him landing here in Nashville. We'll have to see. Um, but boy, oh boy. I mean, I just, this turns everything around and, and noise. We, said wanted, it a million times. We, we wanted noise. We're finally getting noise, especially in the wide receiver room, but real quick before we move on, mm-hmm. you said, you said that, um, you know, it doesn't write the wrong for the AJ Brown trade. You know, he's five years older. I get that point. We have possibly, hopefully, we want the A.J. Brown and Traylon Burks. We have that in the young guy. No. Hopkins is is the wide receiver, too, here. He's a great blocking wide receiver, but if Hopkins can be Hopkins, half a Hopkins, it's better than yeah. what we have right now. So, and, and the Julio Jones experiment w- is over. I think DeAndre Hopkins would be a lot better in, in that certain scenario in the wide receiver room. So, hopefully, you know, everything happens. Yeah, and you got to think maybe eventually we'll get it right with the uh... – Aging star receiver. Yeah. I mean, tied with everybody. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones. I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody else in that conversation, but we tried it with just about everybody. So maybe we'll get it right this time. Um, I kind of agree with you, Sal, and what you said about um, you know Buffalo and Kansas City, but for a different reason. Uh, Buffalo's in the state of New York, which they're going to take about half of his money. Um, you know, with tax and the state tax in New York is a joke. And in that Tennessee, there is no state income tax. Obviously we'll pay tax on what he makes, but he'll be making a lot more there. And I don't know if Kansas city has, has the, the money to sign him. So who knows if, if new England really wants him, you know, they might throw money at him. I've seen a clip of him and Belichick, you know, kissing each other's asses on the field. I think it was last year, uh, first few weeks he came back and, you know, he went right up to, Belichick and they were just showing each other love. So who knows? I think probably is going to come down the money. And if we can give them, I don't even know what the deal would be. Maybe two years. Six, yeah, yeah, 16, 18 million. Almost yeah, there. with incentives to get up to, you know, 10 million a year. But who knows? New England could come in and offer them 15 million a year. But you are right that that division is, is brutal. And our division is, you know, even without him, I still think up for grabs. So. We shall see, and if he comes here, hopefully we get it right this time. Yeah, I mean, we listen, got, I'll, yeah, Jared. No, I was gonna say we got the Rabel on the rent ran effect, you know. So I think Rabel, Rabel's gonna get get it done. Yeah, I mean, listen, we can make the argument that money talks, but at the end of the day, I still think in some fashion this guy wants to try to win. Um, and you know, the best way I can explain that is like if there are teams that are gonna offer him a lot more, a lot more to where he's gonna put winning a little bit farther back in the totem pole, 
he's still going to pick between those teams, which has the best chance. So, you know, if it, if it comes down to new England and Tennessee, I think it's a no brainer without question. I mean, there's, you don't even know who the quarterback is going to be technically yet. New England, uh, is it going to be zappy? Is it going to be Mac Jones? I mean, you don't even, there's a lot more question marks there. Now I wish there was more question marks on our end, on our end of who the guy is going to be, but there probably isn't. And that could be, Evidently, it could be something that makes them lean more towards us because obviously Ryan Tannehill is more established than Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and anyone they can bring in right now in New England. So um, time will tell. I hope this process finishes quicker than later because uh, I want to know whether or not this team has an opportunity to succeed this year. And uh, I don't want my heart broken you know, in August, you know, I'd rather it be broken now if it's going to be broken. So we'll see, but let's move on to our next topic. We spoke last week about production offensively as it stands today, where we think it's going to come from. And now we're going to turn our, our, our uh, visions to the defense here uh, on where production is going to come from. Obviously there's some old faces that are returning, some new faces that are coming in, uh, some draft prospects that we hope to see more from. Jarrett, why don't you start us off? Give us, you know, where you think the production's coming defensively and maybe some guys that are slipping on the radar that you think might surprise some people. Um, Production-wise, I think the the outside linebacker position is going to be really, really, really dominant this year, especially with Harold Landry coming back off the edge. And then you got a younger uh, Bud Dupree and uh, Arden Key on the other side. Um, so I think those those two guys, along with Jeff and uh, Autry in the middle, I think our front is going to be back to the way it was uh, you know, in the Bengals game where we had nine sacks and two interceptions, but I don't want to, I don't want to go back over there yet, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, no, but the defensive front, man, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, they're going to be really good. The, the line, the, the only thing that is concerning me is the linebacker position. You have uh, Al Shair there, but who's going to be that other uh, linebacker that's pairing with him? Is it going to be Chance Campbell? Is it going to be the, is one of you, one of the rookies? Is it going to be the guy from Dallas that we signed? I don't know. That That's the only that, uh, thing that uh, scares me. Uh, the cornerback position, we're deep as hell. I really think they all step up, especially Sean Murphy Bunting coming back. I mean, coming to the team this year. He has a veteran presence. He's, he's uh, what is he, six, the 10th cornerback uh, in the league? Who came up with that? PFF? Conference. He's like conference? the eighth guy at the conference, which eight, that's, that's, everyone and their mother lot. said was ridiculous. But yeah, Listen, has a lot of weight, so we'll see what happens if he actually provides that for us because that'll be huge. If he locks down somebody and you have like uh, McQuarrie or somebody or Fulton over there along with uh, Eric – I mean uh, Molden in, in the uh, floating around at uh, – what is it? I, I can't even talk right now. What is it? The, the spy at cornerback? What is it? Nickel, nickel, mm-hmm. nickel. So I'm, I'm, I'm really not worried about the defense. Like I said, I know, I know, Vinny's been all over it. Uh, every, every time he, you know, he talks about the defense. So, Vin, how about it? Yeah, I mean, for years now, I've been a big fan of this defense. <clears throat> Top five in the league, I think. Uh, last year, I know their secondary was lacking, but we dealt with injuries that no team in the history of the NFL dealt with. And you look at our defensive line. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, I think, is only second to Aaron Donald when it comes to defensive linemen. Obviously, you could, interior defensive linemen. Obviously, you could make an argument for a whole lot of um, other players, but I think Simmons, at worst, is a you know top four, top five defensive tackle in the league. Um, we're getting Howard Landry back, and I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. This stud we signed from uh, Indianapolis a couple of years ago. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Paul Chaudhry. Autry, yeah. Sorry, Danico Autry. We also have him as well. We have Howard Landry coming back. We have Rashad Weaver. We signed Arden Key. 
And I'm a huge fan of uh, stacking that defensive line. I think when you're building a football team, you need first a quarterback, second, you need to protect your quarterback, and then third, you need to uh, get after the other team's quarterback. And I think we'll have no problem doing that. We have a very deep defensive line. We saw undrafted free agent. We signed the kid from the D2 kid from um, Jared. Help me out. What was the college where he had like. Uh, that was can that's Ferris. Yeah, yeah. So we we signed him in free agency. Hopefully, he can make his mark. The linebacker position is a little worrisome, but I do like Aziz Al Shair. I think one name you forgot to mention, Jarrett, was Monty Rice. Um, I think we're gonna give. No, I'm not high on him. Yeah, well, last year was really the first year he played because his rookie year he tore his Achilles, I believe. So we'll see what we get out of him this year. And then as far as the secondary, Kevin Byard is still. Sal, a top three safety in this league. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what we get out of um, Monty Hooker. We'll see if he can stay healthy this year. And then if we can stay healthy and, and, and <clears throat> you know, uh, put together a nice little group, I would, Sean Murphy Bunting, Elijah Molden, Roger McCreary, Christian Fulton. Let's see if we can get anything out of uh, that goofball we took out of uh, Virginia or Virginia Tech the other year, Caleb Farley. Who knows? Maybe we could convert him to a receiver, I thought, maybe, you know. Long, lanky, could maybe run a little bit. It can't get much worse if we don't sign DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, you know, I think this this defense has the potential, again, to be a top top five unit in the league. And if our biggest question is our secondary, well, what's what really helps out a secondary that struggles a little bit? A really good defensive line. It causes the quarterback to make um, ill-advised decisions. And I think we're going to have no problem getting after the quarterback this defense is going to be tops in the league, and that's all I got to say about that. Just real quick, it wasn't Ferris. It was Ferris State, and his name Ferris is Caleb State. Murphy. Okay. We also have a kid, um, Eastern Kentucky, I undrafted free agent. I brought him up before. I think his last name was McFarlane. Just plays with a lot of aggression, a lot of anger. Seems like he's a brave guy. Um, and now let's not forget – we uh, got the Tyre Tart deal done. You know, I think he's a phenomenal rotational piece. He's a, run he's a run stopper, man. Yeah, he's, he's a run stopper. He's he's disruptive. So this defensive line has um you know potential all over, and I think it could be one of the, the best ones in the league, if not the best. So yeah, look at that. You just you just did your short, and, and you can't even get it in yet. Just yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> the more I look at the depth chart, the more confidence I have that defense is going to definitely be competent. And more than competent, I think they're going to be definitely within the top ten in a lot of rankings as far as pass or pass rush. And um, obviously, we got decimated in the air last year. A lot of that wasn't due to injury. Um, would like to see McCreary take the next step. He struggled a little bit towards the end of the year. Um, Farley, I mean, Jesus Christmas! If he could, he, he's got to, uh, he's got to play. He's got to get some playing time. He's got to do something. I mean, obviously, Robinson's gone, so. We can't be beating this horse to death, but um, Christ Almighty, he's a first-round pick, and he's been really just non-existent and continues to have to deal with injury left and right, and even when apparently he hasn't been injured, hasn't been in an NFL-level corner yet. So hopefully we see some strides from him this year because that corner room is definitely a little bit light, I would say. Depth's there, but... You need more talent in that depth. Just having a bunch of bodies isn't always the best thing. You got to have a bunch of guys that are really good at their position. And as good as Fulton is, 
I think he's still a step short from where I'd like to see him as far as, you know, uh, his pass protection. But we'll see. I, I, have, a, I have a lot of confidence. Supposedly he's banged up already. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's already dealing with some some soft tissue issues, as Vrabel yeah. like say. Just, just cut the ties. Cut the ties and save. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't um, participating in on-field activities. Just off-field activities during mandatory minicamp. So I thought he was a name they could have floated in the off-season um, as as a trade bait potentially to get a mid-round. I would, I would take. I would take a tackling dummy for him. I don't even care. He's talking about Fulton. He's talking about Fulton. I wouldn't oh, trade him for a tackling dummy, but for no, a third he's the best corner. I would if I would consider for a third round pick. But yeah, your best ability is availability, which is why Kevin Byer is a top three safety in the league. Know, he's gonna play 16 fucking games a year, excuse my language, and Christian Fulton's having trouble staying on the field. So you can be ties. well when you're all I'm not saying to cut ties. I'm not saying that's what Jared's saying. saying. I'm saying that cool. I would not, not not fault, and I was talking about Farley. That was my okay. I, I would listen to offers for him if he continues. And you know, Vrabel is is on probably he's probably on thin ice with Vrabel. He said it time and time again. Often refers to these soft tissue injuries, and that's usually because you're out of shape. And Vrabel hates that shit. So if you're going to show up out of shape and keep getting hurt, I mean, the NFL is not for long. So we'll see, but. I, I and we also didn't draft anyone on the defensive side of the ball. We went all offense. So that tells you that Vrabel, Carthon, Miss Amy, we have confidence in this defense. Shane Bowen returning as his what's this, his second full year as defensive coordinator. Um, so yeah. I have all the confidence in the world in this defense. But uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I don't personally think that we can afford to lose Christian Fulton. Um, I'm not saying I want to lose him. I'm just saying he's had trouble staying on the field. Yeah. He hasn't this even is, started yet, and he's already a little nicked up. Yeah. This is I mean, his make-or-break year. It's his contract year going into his fourth yeah. year. So he needs to prove because if he doesn't, he's not going to get another deal, uh, either with us or anybody else. You saw have to take a one-year prove-it deal with somebody. You saw what this, what this passing defense was without him, honestly. I mean, they were the worst in the league. Oh, yeah. He missed a lot of time, a lot of time, and they're a lot better with him on the field. So, yeah, obviously your best avail- your, your best ability is availability. I get all of that. Um, but I don't think he can be – right now he's not expendable at all, in my opinion. I think they 110% need him if they want to succeed defensively um, because, you know, as good as the defensive line should be and help the off- the secondary, you know, Defensive line was pretty decent last year, too, and uh, we got just embarrassed through the air by almost everyone. So um, with that being said, you know, we'll, we'll see how things shape up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm sure we'll, maybe we'll be able to clip it for next week, but there was a, a clip I just saw just to, as a quick brief thing about the offense. Uh, I guess during some documentary, they had Tom Brady in, and uh, he was on a conference call with uh, – or it was like a zoom call with Will Levis and he was telling him about how, listen, I know exactly what you're feeling times 10 because I was selected even further than you. Um, and just remember, it's going to be that much sweeter when uh, you do everything right. And that was just a really cool thing to say, regardless of how this shapes up with him. But the fact that the greatest quarterback of all time knows about our quarterback situation and has given him advice is certainly a good thing and uh, just makes you that more, much more hyped up, at least for me, to get him on the field. But like I said last week, I'm on board now, at least, you know, 
just run it through, see how things go with this guy. And uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm not going to turn on him until he gives me a reason to. Do I think that's going to be before the bye week? Yes, but time will tell. Time will tell. And if I got to eat crow out of Jared's hands, I'll do it without question. So um, I'll be waiting for that day. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Brad Johnson Super Bowl. Listen, I will buy a Brad John, half Brad Johnson, half Ryan Tan. I'll get an, a, a jersey edit, half Brad Johnson, half Ryan Tanhill, and I'll have foot on the back of it. That'll be the name on the back. It'll be a number seventeen foot, half buck, half Titan jersey. We'll see. You know, that's just the the way things go around here. You gotta you, you gotta prove it to me. This is a what have you done for me lately? League has been since you know. Uh, What's the 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 soprano sign since time memoriam? Yeah, since time uh, memorial. I mean, it's uh, and not going back to what we said earlier, but when Jared, you said you know you get smoke coming out of your ears whenever we talk about not being contenders, and then we moved on after what Sal said. I I agree with Sal. I mean, it's Tannehill hasn't done anything in the playoffs to prove to us that he's worthy of. You know, another chance with this team, let's say. I mean, he's worthy. He's a talented quarterback. When you surround him with, you know, the the position players that he needs around him, but he's not going to win you a game on his own. He's proved time and time again. I think that Cincinnati game has just left a permanent mark in everybody's brain that, you know, we had everything going for us. First round by at home. Henry was back, and he just gave the, the game away. So that's where my reluctance comes with with Tannehill, and I know you're biting your lips. So I, uh, I'll just stop there. But I want to hear this though. I, I, listen, if we get DeAndre Hopkins and a few other things go our way, where our defense is is top in the league, and you know maybe an injury or two go our way, God forbid, I don't wish it on nobody, but it is the NFL. You know, if a few things go our way and we get DeAndre Hopkins, I guess. Quote Kevin Garnett, anything is possible, but it's I'll believe it when I see it with with Tannehill because now he's he's older, he's been banged up, and um, who knows? He might be a little shell shocked himself. You know, he might he might you know think about that Cincinnati game as much as we do, and um, you know it might be messing with his psyche a little bit. So who knows? But that's why I'm not ready to call us a contender, even if we get DeAndre Hopkins to win the division. Sure. But to get through the Buffaloes and the Miamis and the Kansas Cities and the Chargers and all those the Jets, yeah, I, I'm not as huge on the Jets as, as others. But um, 
you know, I uh, I think it's going to a few a few things need to go our way for sure. So, Jarrett, let him have it. So, uh, Tannehill, like you said, ha- has left a huge scar on all of us. Uh, I'm staring at my louver door right here uh, because it took a beating in that playoff game. You know, I I have cracks in my louver door, you know, where my hot water heater is. Because, right. you know, it killed me that day. But I'm not giving up on Tannehill just, just because we have a quarterback, okay? He is a quarterback. He had an 11-1 season. He brought us to an AFC championship game. He, he gave us a, a first-round bye. Derrick Henry brought us to an AFC championship game. Yes. What? Yeah, you you got to admit that now. Time Derrick out. Henry brought us to an okay. AFC championship game. He, he, he won, the, he won the, um, the Ravens game, right? And the New England he game. won the New England game. Yeah, he won the New England game. But I'm saying he he Ryan Tannehill had a really good game against the Ravens. Let me let me finish now, okay? <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, we were we were hurt back to back years, right? Back to back years. Who's the quarterback? Ryan Tannehill took a took a beating every year. I mean, every game that game without Derrick Henry. Shut your mouth. I'm not done. Shut your mouth. He he took a beating every single game, right? <laughs> Got got the one got the one seed. Derrick Henry came back. Yes, we did choke. But Ryan Tannehill's done it. Forty touchdowns in a couple seasons. He he, he led the league in passer rating. He led the league in, in uh, rushing touchdowns one year. I, I'm not giving up on uh, to go to Will Levis or Malik Willis right now because we don't know what we have in him. Finish the contract out. We have a really good defense. We have a really good team, especially if DeAndre Hopkins comes to Nashville. And you, and you guys keep talking about everybody, even the guests that we bring on. Oh, you got to surround Ryan Tannehill with talent. He he needs talent to win. Yeah, no shit. Every single quarterback needs a, a good offensive line, a good running game, and wide receivers to throw the ball to. Because Ryan Tannehill had a shit year last year because he was throwing to uh, NWI and Joe Smith, who was back in groceries at ShopRite, and the guy that was checking you out last week, Vin, at CVS. No one's going to win with, with a wide receiving core like that. So I don't want to hear it anymore. Ryan Taylor is the quarterback for this year. He's going to bring us to the playoffs. Who knows? We're going to make noise, I believe. I'm not giving up on it yet. He just disciplined. There's, you like, there's my Styles rant. Damn, I don't even know if you got that out. What did look like that? that. I'm glad yeah. you got that out. We're going to put shut your mouth on some T-shirts, too. Don't worry. <laughs> um, first of all, let me, re- let me rebut that a little bit. First of all, um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow doesn't take beatings. Uh, he had about – the worst offensive line in history, and he took his team to the fucking Super Bowl. That's number one. Josh yes. Allen. Josh Allen doesn't take a beating. The guy puts his life on the line every fucking time he takes a snap. He I don't want to hear. A lot though, he does that by. Doesn't choice. matter. He does yeah. it because no matter what, the only thing he cares about is winning, and he puts his fucking body on the fucking line on every snap, and that's why he is the king of Buffalo and will play for no other team until he decides to retire. It, it, it does matter, though, because it's it's he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have to lower his shoulder. He could slide. He doesn't have to run around like a maniac and then throw the ball in the air and throw interceptions. He's still very mistake-prone. If you look at turnovers the last few weeks, Josh, Josh Allen's right up there at the top, not taking away from his talent, but he doesn't – he doesn't need to take the beating that he does sometimes, in okay. my opinion. That's all I'm never, saying. Irreg- regardless whether he needs to or not, he takes a fucking beating. And that's sure. all we need to know. And listen, I, I, I don't understand why we continue to use this uh, debate point about, you know, give him this, that, and the other thing. Every fucking year, this guy has been to the playoffs. He's had it all. He's had it all. Okay, 2019, we needed a quarterback that was good enough because everything else was right. We went to the AFC Championship game. Once Derrick Henry took his foot off the gas, he was a fucking no-show. The next year, we creep in. 
nine and seven. We win the division. Or no, the Baltimore year round one. What was our record? That was we won record. the division that year. I think we were ten and six. Ten and we six. Lost to the, we lost to uh Baltimore in the wild card round. Okay, at home the following year, I think was our eleven and five that year. Was eleven and five year, yeah. And we got the, the bye. Twelve and four. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The yeah. bottom line is every fucking time this guy's had a chance in the playoffs to let his nuts hang and take care of business, he can't do enough. Because he had an incompetent offensive coordinator the last two years. If we had Arthur Smith, I'm dying on the hill too. If we had Arthur Smith in that Kansas uh, uh, Cincinnati game, we would have won. We would have won the Super Bowl that year. I don't care what anybody says. Todd Downing. Yeah, yeah. He threw the. To the ball uh, into NWI with five people right there at the end of the game. I understand that, but th- the play calling should have never happened like that. Derrick Henry should have ran the ball uh, on a couple of the plays where uh, in the third quarter when it was third and six or third and two and they decided to throw a screen. Uh, th- that's incompetent uh, on the offensive coordinator. So that, that you can't blame that all on on uh, Ryan. I'm not Tannehill. blaming it all, but but fucking Todd Downing didn't make Ryan Tannehill throw an interception on the fucking opening yeah, play well, of the game. I mean, okay, I, I mean, he didn't. The last play of the game wasn't on Todd Downing. Okay, I'm listen. I'm the biggest Todd Downing hater on earth. I was one of the first ones to say he is awful. I've argued with people, people that work for the NFL now, argued with them. Told, they told me I was an idiot for giving this guy any fucking issues because he doesn't have anyone, and then he had everyone, and he was worse. I know about the situation with the coordinator, but th- th- this this guy is Kirk Cousins. That's what. That's all he is. He'll he'll, he'll maybe get you there, but when the lights are on. You're wasting your time. He, you need in the AFC. If we were in the, if the, if the Titans were in the NFC, I'd say you know what. Any given Sunday, really, honestly, you got to beat pretty much. Now you got to beat Jalen Hurts, pretty much. That's that's really it. Or, or Dak Prescott, maybe. That's it. That's those, those are the two big dogs you got to worry about in the NFC. But that's not the case in this conference. You have elite quarterbacks in every fucking conf in every division, every division. You, you, there, there are, I, there are almost how many now? How many elite guys are in the AFC? Let's count them out. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Justin Herbert's in there. Yeah, he cho- they choked, but I'm no, telling you, he's elite. Lawrence is on the fence, but we won't put him in there yet. You got Mahomes, Burrow. Um, I'm missing, I'm missing some here. Two went Hill. healthy. Tua went healthy. Tua was putting up some body numbers. Let's, let's do this again real quick. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert. Um, I know there's someone missing here. We say Josh Allen. We said Josh. Who cares? Five. Okay, guess what? That's 25% of the fucking conference is elite at quarterback. 25%. If you do not have an elite quarterback, it doesn't matter who the fuck is around you. I'm sorry. Brad Johnson ain't getting it done in 2023. You he give me a clone, you give me a clone of Brad Johnson. <laughs> give me a clone of his 2000 what three year that he won the Super Bowl. You put him on the Titans. You put him on any team that doesn't already have an elite quarterback. It, they aren't even getting out of the first round. So I don't want to hear any man. of that. Vinny's defense. All right. It, can we stop talking about Brad Johnson? He's got way too much airtime the last few weeks. Got to bring him on a show, for Christ's sakes. Do me a favor, yeah. Jared. Look at look up what the average look up what the average number one quarterback's 
passing yardage was in 2003 and look up what the average passing yardage was of the number one quarterback in 2022. I guarantee you it's at least, at least 500 yards more, at least 500 yards more. We've tried to win the Brad Johnson Tampa Bay Buccaneer way. Good defense, possession, you know, grind it out. Last person to have the ball wins the game. It doesn't work anymore. It all you have to look is the history books. Look at look at Mark Richardson led the league with four thousand six hundred eighty nine. You're breaking up. Uh, you're Roger, breaking I mean, up. Uh, Rich Gannon, Drew Blitz. Oh, I said Rich Gannon. Yeah. What happened? Can you hear me? You got to re-say everything Can you, you just said. Yep. I said Rich Rich Gannon led the league. Uh, in 2002, I think that was the year uh, where they went to the Super Bowl and won. Uh, he had 4,689 yards, and Drew Bledsoe and Pey- uh, Peyton Manning were there. I think it was that four. I got to go back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, 4,300, 4,200. So what was the yardage? 4,689 yards. Okay. And Mahomes had 5,250 last year. So, like I said, it was it, almost 600 yards yeah, the, difference. And the defenses a lot were a lot better. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and, I'm and sorry. it wasn't was a flag-happy league back in the day. Let me, go, let me go down. What was the number again? Give me that one more time. It was 4,000. Four, How many yards? 4,689. Mahomes had more than that. Herbert had more than that. Brady had more than that. Cousins almost had more than that. Burrow had about that. Goff had about that. Half the league threw for that many yards this year. So that again, I'm not. I'm not saying you know who, who the fuck I am. I should be working for PFF. No, I'm just saying you know it's a different league. Defense, yes, defense wins championships. It does. But if you can't score, it doesn't matter if you have the steel curtain. You're not going to win a championship because the quarterbacks are too good now. You can't stop the quarterbacks now. You can only contain them. Back then, you could stop the good guys. It's not the case now. There's just too much arm talent in this league, and that's that's the way I stand on it. It's the way I'm going to continue to stand on it. But you know, for the for the for the good of the show, it's good to to have different opinions, different views on things. And Absolutely. I hope to God, I hope to God, he proves me wrong. I hope to God, I still got his jersey. I'm not throwing out the plaque there. So um, the plaque's not coming out of the box until he's got the Lombardi in his hand. But that's besides the point. Um, hopefully, it's this year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Listen, uh, before we wrap up tonight, guys, as always, we're going to shout out um, our excellent sponsor, uh, Manscaped, who is kind enough to keep us in the mix with uh, their awesome brand. So we're going to go through uh, with them. And and, and so let's get into it. Support for the uh, Talking Titans podcast with the Sick podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. The product's are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. 
Manscaped Performer Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SICKTITANS, S-I-C-K-T-I-T-A-N-S, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. And, folks, I promise you there's always room for a couple more. Oh, yeah, brother. Hell yeah, go, ahead. go ahead, man. This is your this is you. Yeah, no, no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, listen, got the performance package 4.0, it's got everything in it, not just what you're gonna use, the lawnmower 4.0 to make that brajol look extra nice and crispy, along with the undergarment, the two meatballs that you're gonna make real look nice and crispy as well. But you got ball preserver, ball toner in there, you're gonna tone everything up. You got nose hair trimmers for those pesky nose hairs. When you got a big ass nose like myself, those hairs sometimes you just can't miss them. So you could use the the nose hair trimmer for your nose, for your ears. I know Jared's almost forty years old now, so he gets some hair he's, coming out. He he's got some hair coming out of his ears. So whatever your needs may be, whatever you're trying to improve upon, do yourself a favor, do your significant other a favor. Go to Manscaped, buy anything you want, and make sure to use the code. Sick Titans, S-I-C-K-T-I-T-A-N-S for 20% off and free shipping. So it is summertime. You know, we want to look good. We want to look extra good, you know, in all aspects, in all areas. So go do yourself a favor. Well, let's not forget, then there was two free gifts in, in uh, that performance um, pork, in performance package 4.0, and it was the Manscaped Boxers and Travel Shed Bag. Bring your comfort boxers to a whole nother level. It's time to take care of yourself and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the, with the code SICKTITANS. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SICKTITANS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SICKTITANS to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools at manscaped.com. Alrighty, folks. That's gonna wrap it us for wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, we thank everyone for joining us. We'll make sure to keep you up to date with any of the content we're gonna be providing. Uh, gonna have some fans on the show coming up soon, so make sure to check that out. We'll let you guys know who it's gonna be, and uh, we'll make sure they bring an extra vibe to the show. We'll probably go back and forth them a little bit, find out what the disagreements are, and dissect and things of that nature. So, uh, thanks to everyone. Hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week, and as always, shut your mouth. I mean, tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.